and welcome to The Shot with Cosmos Cosmos. And here's to Le Verrier and the Planet Vulcan. Yeah. Like some Star Trek? Woo! Our our story starts in 1781. Yes, with William Herschel. Hell yeah! William Herschel! William Herschel in 1781 discovered the planet Uranus. And this solar system expanding discovery um, really made uh, William Herschel become a rock star. He was, everybody was talking about him, was like, there's fucking seven planets no, in our solar system now. Small. Add Caroline Herschel. Okay. <laughs> There's seven fucking planets. There were there are more planets today than there were yesterday in 1781. That's cool. Wow. Yes. Now there's less planets today now than there were when I was born. Well, that's true. That's true. It's fine. But almost as soon as uh, Herschel discovers Uranus, uh-huh. they found that Uranus was not where it was supposed to be. What? Yeah. What? Well, his orbit was um, a little bit changed. Who moved which, it? I know, right? Which we call in the in the physics world perturbations. Oh, yeah. So uh, basically, there was an unseen planet or unseen object, I should say, that was pulling on Uranus, what? pulling it out of its orbit. It's aliens. It's a yes. gravity ray. Yes. Enter in the 1800s, Urbane. Jean Joseph Le Verrier. Ur- His name is my name too. <laughs> Urbane Jean Joseph Le Verrier. Wherever I go out, people always shout that goes. He was a French mathematician, <laughs> and um, he he did a little bit of um, calculations, and he and he's like, hey, look, you know what? I think there's a uh, there's an unseen planet oh, pulling wow. on Uranus, nice. pulling it out of its orbit. And he and he and he called up his uh, like a German dude. Uh-huh. He's like, hey, uh, at the German observatory. He's like, hey, I think uh-huh. I got, I, I think I got something for you. There's just, this just planet. Like I think there's this unseen thing. Just called him up on the telephone. He called him up on his on cool. cell phone. Oh, oh okay. And then he texted him. All right. And then he sent an email. All right. Because you never know. You never know. Um, and so he's like, I think there's this planet or something that's pulling Uranus out of its orbit, mm-hmm. and uh, that astronomer found the planet Neptune. That night. <gasps> that yes. night. That night. That night. What? Like, okay. That science doesn't work that fast. Yeah. It was, so it was he math. turned to the telescope. They were like, Here's the, my math says look yeah, here. Yeah, my math says look here. Wow. X marks the spot. The, and the um, observatory guy looked. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, there it is. Boom, there, there it is. There. And no. Le Verrier mathematically discovers uh, the planet now, Neptune. If, if I remember correctly, uh, Neptune was observed before, but they thought they figured it was a star because it didn't move yes, in the sky. Yes, it doesn't move yeah, as much. Yes. Because it's so far away yeah. from the sun mm-hmm. and it has a long orbit. Yes. So, wow. Well, f- well, the thing is, is Uranus is not the only planet that should not be where it's supposed to be. Oh. Yes. There is a planet called Mercury. Maybe you've heard of it. No. no, no. Well, never. it is the closest what? planet to the sun, and it has really? yeah, it has a really weird orbit. Is that um, at the end of its year, it's never at the same place. So it is being. It's the one that doesn't follow Newtonian. Exactly. Yes, okay. and so um, yes, you are correct. Okay. <laughs> it, it does, but it doesn't. Okay. And so, Le Verrier set about. Le-Verrier. Trying to figure out the orbit of Mercury. Uh-huh. 
And high off of his success with Neptune, oh, he was like, there's a planet pulling on it. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. And so I shall call this planet Neptune. Oh, but not not not. I was Neptune. like, what? Wait a minute. What? Wait <laughs> I a shall, minute. I shall call this planet Vulcan. Vulcan. Yes, Vulcan. And so it, it was. Roman god of something. I don't Hephaestus, know. the Greek one. Uh, I've, I've had too much Hephaestus. to drink. It's Hephaestus for Greek. Mephisto. Anyway, <laughs> he he calls it Vulcan. Okay. And he he's high on his success with Neptune, and so he calls it Vulcan, and he says it's there. All right. Um, and then he, like, washes his hands of it. He's like, I'm a mathematician. I'm done. I didn't think they washed their hands back then. Well, they, they didn't. But, Just you like know, that. okay, he dusted off his hands. Like that shade to the well, 1700s? There was a French um, um, doctor, oh. but also an amateur astronomer. And this is where we'll find out how amateur he was. Oh, this is fun. But he was an amateur astronomer. Uh, Edmund Lescarbon. Les Cabot. Les Cabot. Le Perrier, Derrier versus Les Cabot. Ed, Edmond Les Cabot. We've insulted to so many people right now. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. And so he projected the sign onto some wood planks and then timed his observations with a watch that only had one hand. It didn't have two hands. It only like had our hands. <laughs> maybe you so. Don't need to, you don't need to know the names. So you know, high precision. And cool. So, That's but but Le Verrier uh-huh. uh, was so convinced that uh, Vulcan existed that he just accepted wholeheartedly on um, that Le Escarbot, um his. His uh, observations were correct. But you know what? The thing is, is that um, he actually died thinking that he had discovered not only the seventh, but the seventh, uh, actually the eighth and ninth planet in our solar system. To be fair, when I go, I'll be convinced I discover planets too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So when he dies in 1877, he's convinced that he discovered both those planets, Neptune and this Vulcan planet. Um, And actually... There were observations from American scientists and, and others that actually added some credence, um, yeah. some support to this. Okay. However, in the early 1900s, uh-huh. uh, there uh, there was a total solar eclipse. Oh, let me guess, let me guess. There was the sun the whole time. <laughs> I was... No, sorry, and in these eclipses, they did not find any evidence of Vulcan. Oh. And in 1917, when oh, um, when um, Einstein, oh, okay. um, <laughs> general theory of relativity, oh, Vulcan, with general theory of relativity, Vulcan basically vaporizes. Yeah. Oh, again? Yeah. Oh, that's not the first time that Vulcan's disintegrated. Oh. General theory of relativity basically explains why Mercury is the way that it is. But don't worry. It was born that way. Yeah. 90 years ago, 90 years later, uh, Vulcan would reappear in Star Trek. The next, uh, well, in, just in Star Trek. Just, just in, in general. In Star Trek <laughs> universe. Star Trek. And that is the story of Le Verrier. Actually, um, it is, uh, what is his name again? Le Colombo? <laughs> <laughs> 
It is the story of Le Verrier and the Planet Vulcan. Cheers. Cheers. Thank <laughs> you.